0: in a really long time but we got a great surprise for you it is one of my favorite elements in 11 years as the host of after hours it is one of my favorite elements that we've ever done and it came to be because i'm an idiot <laughs> you i like how the guy in the song's like yeah <laughs> It came about so naturally and organically because you know me. When I'm tired, I generally mix up words, phrases, syllables. My brain's moving one speed, my mouth is not keeping up. It happens so often. Going back to the second year of After Hours, now, this is back when I was hosting Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights. I was talking about, well, I was thinking about the Hall of Fame. And instead, for some reason that I cannot recall, it came out Hall of Flame. And thus, the creation of one of the most entertaining inductions of any kind that you will ever hear on sports radio. And no, that is not hyperbole. That is accurate. 150% accurate and it might be even more entertaining than what we saw week 10 to start the NFL season because the NFL is doing it to Al Michaels on purpose. (laughs) Amazon's got to be ticked. All the money they're paying, and they keep getting games that are not quite as entertaining as what we get during the week, though we have had a few, and if you're keeping score at home, Next Thursday night, it's Cincinnati and Baltimore. That's worth watching. Cincy and Baltimore. The Ravens on back-to-back weeks. Now, right at this moment, they are sitting atop the AFC North. They're 7-2. and two. They've got one of the best records in the NFL. But on back-to-back weeks, they host two members... Of the North Division. Now, the cool thing is they get to host them. Cool for the Ravens. They get to host them on back-to-back weeks, but they're four days apart. If you're the Ravens and you survive the Browns and Bengals in Baltimore within five days of each other, you go 2-0 and in five days at home against two division rivals, oh, yeah, you just flexed on the entire AFC. But we're not there yet. No, that's week 11, where we get Ravens-Bengals. Week 10, we had Panthers-Bears. But that's not the only reason that we have time for a Hall of Flame induction on this edition of the show. We got stood up. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> Thankfully, it no longer happens personally, because now I'm about to get hitched, so I can no longer be stood up. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've ever been stood up. Jay, have you ever been stood up? Like on a date? No, Jay. Like, I don't know.
2: By a friend? No. Uh, probably at some point in there. But like on a date where like I was going planning to meet a girl mm-hmm. and they didn't show up. No, actually no. <laughs>
0: well, good for you. I have definitely been stood up by friends accidentally. I, well, at least I hope it was accidentally. Uh, but yes, absolutely on dates. I think it was a blind date. And this goes back a few years, the last time that I was stood up. But anyway, I digress. We got stood up by a Hall of Famer on this edition of the show. I wouldn't say it stings, really. I'm not emotionally attached to the conversation, but... We were planning on recording an interview, so pre-recording it to air on the show. I'm not going to tell you which Hall of Famer, but I will tell you it's football. I could even tell you his nickname, but that would give it away. Jay, he has a Star Wars nickname. I'm serious. He does. And not as cool as Princess Leia, of course. Actually, it might be as cool as Princess Leia. Princess Leia being my, my vehicle. She's getting up there now. She is a master of the force because I've had her since 2017 and she's paid off, which is delicious. So yeah, she's become a Jedi master. Are you Googling football players with star Wars no. nicknames?
2: No. So I actually just heard when I was in the bathroom before on, on our, on the radio that R2D2, the original unit, like the head of it is going on to auction.
0: No, it's C3PO.
2: I think R2-D2 as well, There, I think they're doing a, a, a bunch of original stuff, yeah. They're
0: taking the head
2: off R2-D2? Yeah, apparently. That's sure I heard the report is that, I don't that? Even, the head. Would you
0: even think of him as having a head, though?
2: No, I think of it as one entity, one unit.
0: Right. I don't think I'd want just the head, quote-unquote, of R2-D2. Just that disc at the top?
2: Uh, that's If it's the original, I guess it's
0: cool. Uh, but- I would only buy the... Well, I wouldn't buy it at all because I couldn't afford it, but... I wouldn't buy the head. I'd buy the C3PO head. Like that's a little different right. cuz the head played a really prominent role in Empire Strikes Back. Remember when he got he got blasted and blown up mm-hmm. and the head was getting thrown around in the trash area by those troll figures and Chewbacca had to rescue the head of C3PO. Oh. And then he, and then he put the head on backwards. Yeah, oh. that that was hysterical and then he woofed it up. So the head of C3PO has actually been detached from his body. But I don't know about the head of quote unquote the head of r2d2 how much money
2: i uh, I heard it's starting around a million so
0: OMG as much as I love Star Wars there's no way I would ever spend a million dollars on c3PO's head I couldn't no I couldn't do it it must be all kinds of cool tarnish though
2: I get I mean it's that's also the starting bid so I don't know what it's gonna end at but whoa what do you what do you do with it Just display it?
0: What are you doing with the pasta sauce that I gave you? Is it not displayed on the shelf in your closet?
2: (laughs) Yeah, but that's not like a million plus.
0: No, but it is a gift that I gave you that you insist on displaying in your closet. Because I love it so much. Well, see, someone out there loves the C-3PO head (laughs) and will display it. I'm assuming in a case with security. A security glass case. It can't be blasted. Lightsabers can't get through it. Safety glass. Anyway... I don't know how we got on this particular topic. Oh, because our guest has a Star Wars nickname and he ghosted us. Hall of Famer. Always unfortunate. I have no idea why. Still haven't really heard his PR connection. His PR contact had no idea where he was either. So anyway, all that to say, we have a crappy... Well, it was competitive, but it was still crappy. Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. In fact, there were more comments about how bad the game was and how it was unwatchable than there were actual comments on the game, on social media. <laughs> so that's how we start off week 10. We do have preview to look ahead to the rest of week 10. We will have the after-hours game of the week poll. But we're also going to do a Hall of Flame induction because it's so much fun. And Jay and I just went through the candidates. We only give you four. We haven't done one since... Gosh, I think it goes back to March or April, the last time we did a Hall of Flame induction. It's busy. It's, it's not really an excuse. It's just a reason. We do love the Hall of Flame, and we do collect the sound. But at the same time, there's just two of us, and sometimes the various ancillary opportunities, like YouTube videos and... Different photos and elements on social media. We just don't get to them. And Hall of Flame is one of them. Though we love it. And next to Ask Amy Anything. Actually, I might like it even more than Ask Amy Anything. (laughs) So yes, for those of you who are relatively new to the show. It's a Hall of Flame weekend here on After Hours. It's also a holiday weekend. I was expecting there would be a lot more traffic on the roads as I was driving into work. Not as much traffic, but the city, New York City, for those who don't know where we're located, New York City is crawling with people as I was driving in. And so it's definitely a holiday weekend. People are on the move. I will be on the move manana on Friday afternoon. I'm driving to D.C. visiting my brother, my and my brother and my bridesmaids because my brother is, well, he's in the wedding, but. His wife, my sister-in-law, and my two nieces are all in the wedding as well, so it's a bit of a bridesmaids weekend. They've got plans, they say. They've got relaxing Saturday plans, which is good. I could use a relaxing Saturday, but not until we get there. We're not there quite yet. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday into Friday. So we will talk week 10 in the NFL The college football weekend as well. Ole Miss and Georgia, Michigan, Penn State, two battles inside the top 10, which could move and shake and jar those college football playoff rankings. In the basketball realm, well, there's one really, well, two really impressive performances. One game... That was a lot of fun that I enjoyed. And so we'll talk a little bit of hoops, but not a ton. And then it's a Hall of Flame weekend. And so you need to find us on Twitter and Facebook because this is how you vote. So even before we put up the Hall of Flame balloting or even before we put up the game of the week poll, you want to find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Our show Twitter is After Hours CBS. And can I tell you? If you find me right now on social, you will see a gorgeous fall photo. You know I'm big into taking pictures of clouds and skies. This actually isn't cloud or sky, but the colors are glorious. One of the reasons I love fall or autumn when I'm when I'm being foo foo, I call it autumn. Yes, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's captivating mesmerizing if you will and so check it out on my twitter i think it is on our show twitter as well jay would you mind sharing it on our facebook page so the peeps don't feel left out on facebook we do get far more traffic on facebook than we do on twitter believe it or not i have more followers on twitter than we do on our facebook page but our facebook page continues to grow exponentially Which is why we use it, even though Facebook is the devil. Okay, sorry. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. If you haven't found our YouTube channel yet, you can do that as well. We will have a holiday slash Ask Amy video for you in the next couple weeks. But right now, if you're looking to uh, be part of one of the the cool off-air projects that we have going on, You've got a couple days left to, to all you got to do is guess. It, it. We're just asking you to guess. Guess a number between one and a thousand. It's random. I already wrote the number down. There's no science to it. Trust me. Just guess a number between one and a thousand. And the five closest to the number I randomly picked earlier this week. Jay's got a photo of it. I'm not going to change it. I swear to you, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't move the goalposts on you. You can be part of the 2023 holiday after-hour Zoom room. Oh, Jay, I think we might need to make it a requirement that we, as well as our guests, wear ugly Christmas sweaters or decorate their screens for Christmas. I don't know how you decorate your screen, but somehow... We got to. It's going to be a holiday Zoom room, and so I think holiday attire is required.
2: I like the Christmas sweater idea.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! We could. Could we do somehow a screenshot of it? Of course. So that we could put it up on. So that would be uh, just absolutely hysterical and amazing. It would be amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Nice okay. Twist to it.
0: So how long? Let's give the peeps a deadline because I want to know exactly how long. When did we start? Oh, I just hiccuped right in the middle of that. Did you hear me? I went... Yep. Are you all right? Uh, I mean, I'm a weirdo, but yes, I'm fine.
2: So it went up on November 8th, which was...
0: Wednesday morning, early, right? Okay. So we will give you until the next Hump Show. So we put it up as part of the Hump Show because I was pleading with Jay to give me the opportunity to add a few extras... Before, before the end of the year. It's a lot. We have to plan ahead. So our three extras, and this is doesn't even include what we have for the winner of Survivor Island, which the last I knew there were only a half dozen people still alive into week 10. You should be proud of yourself. I've never made it past week eight. Only once have I ever gotten to week eight. I generally am out in the first month. So how many people do we have left? Do you know?
2: I, I can get the exact number. I don't have it. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. So we got the after-hours Zoom room, which is random. You guess a number between one and the thousand and the five closest guesses. I will say this. I haven't seen a whole lot that are close. <laughs> but that's why we we did a thousand different numbers, because we want it to be a wide range. haven't seen very many close numbers, um, but... It's going to be fun. We'll pick the five closest. And as I just had this epiphany about ugly Christmas sweaters, we're going to make it festive. So that's one thing. Our next thing is we're going to give away a bunch of after-hours swag between now and the end of the year. Maybe we give away some every week. We hadn't really settled on that yet, except if Jay would give me back my pretty decorative jar, did you bring it in? You said that you would. I
2: did not bring it in.
0: Why? Why? No, seriously, why? You just forgot.
2: It's just, it's
0: been no, positioned. No, 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 I don't care.
2: I can't remove it at this
0: point. It's my jar, Jay. It's not your jar.
2: But I, the M&M's are just so in there. I'm just going to pour the M&M's. It's just it's one thing now. It
0: doesn't matter. It's my jar. It was never supposed to be your jar. You only took the jar home so you could count the M&M's. It wasn't supposed to be your jar. All you have to do is give me back the jar. I don't care what you do with the M&M's. Seriously, maybe, maybe we're, we might tonight. be grounds for firing pretty soon here. <laughs> With the jar. I, you're stealing my jar. I need
2: I it back. I don't know if it's stealing. I was allowed to take it. Okay, it's been a year. Yeah.
0: You weren't supposed to keep the jar.
2: I didn't read that in the fine print.
0: Read my lips. I want my jar back. Jay, it's not funny. That's not funny. I'm going to e- eclipse you and eliminate you from the after-hours Zoom room. And I'm going to keep my TSA pre-check as your Christmas oh, okay, gift. Okay. Okay. So when I get my jar back, I will then, you already know you're under possible penalty of never eating baked goods again or (laughs) not eating Christmas baked goods. And they're going to be good this year because I'm baking for the wedding.
2: They're always good, one.
0: Well, thank you. But you're, you're toying with disaster here.
2: That would be disastrous.
0: All I want is the jar. That's all I want. All right. We need it back so we can do the, what's the second contest? Oh, the after hour swag. So we'll give away swag for the winners of Survivor Island, of course, but we'll also give away swag for our candy contest, our candy jar contest. we use
2: the same M&Ms?
0: No, because that would mean it's the same number.
2: Well, we could eliminate or add on.
0: I will do it, not we, when I get my jar back. (laughs) Just open it up and see if the M&Ms are still good. And then when you get deathly ill... At least I'll have my jar back. Should I try one? Yes, you should. It's like a little kid eating dirt or cat food or a worm. Just go ahead and try them, but also give me my jar back. I'm telling you, you have until Thanksgiving. That's it.
2: So when you get the jar, um, the baked goods embargo is done, right? Exactly. Okay.
0: You're lucky you got a pumpkin s'more because right now you would be getting none. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Negative Ghost Rider. All right. So on Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page, YouTube channel as well, the After Hours Zoom Room, Survivor Island, Swagalicious, all of those things between now and the end of the year. Jay gets nothing and he likes it. Uh, in addition to that, it's a Hall of Flame weekend. So it's a holiday Hall of Flame weekend. Wowzers. How are you going to handle all this? It's a lot. At least we entertain you, whereas Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, uh, not so much. We'll get to that straight ahead. Plus Giannis with a brilliant game, but are he and Dame still working it out? I think they might be.
3: Uses during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. Would you expect that someone else?
0: Amy Lawrence, woo! CBS Sports Radio. You
5: are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Gills punt, chases Smith-Marset inside the 25, breaks a tackle, gets the 25, he's got the 30, 35, 40, Smith-Marset's got a chance, he's got midfield, down the right sideline, 35, past the punter, still inbounds, 20, 10, Touchdown! Amir Smith-Marset, 76 yards, house call. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
0: Along with the interview that Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit did with Jason Kelsey, Amir Smith-Marset provided the most entertaining element of the Thursday night football kickoff on Amazon Prime. Yeah, pretty impressive. Middle of the first quarter. One of the only touchdowns of the game. In fact, the only touchdown for Carolina. And on Panthers radio, they had the lead. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We know the Panthers are struggling. Not only is it the first year for Bryce Young, the overall number one draft pick, but it's Frank Reich trying to get the people around him. There aren't a lot of weapons around him. He's seeing a lot of pressure. So they're a work in progress. As much as it's got to be frustrating and it's easy to say that Bryce Young was a misfire, the Panthers should have gone with CJ Stroud, and yeah, right now, it looks like the Texans made the better pick, but that's right now. Bryce Young, to me, smart. You can see that at times he's just a quarterback. He's not a rookie quarterback. He's not the number one overall draft pick. He's just a quarterback. But there are other times when he's got foot fire back there. He looks antsy. He looks agitated. Maybe it's because he's constantly getting flushed, slashed, pressured, slashed, hit. Happy feet for a quarterback. So it's not just him. And then around him, there aren't a ton of weapons. Is Chuba Hubbard the best offensive skill player they have? I'll give you, well, I won't give you a lot of money, but I'll give you props. If you can name their top three wide receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen is probably their most accomplished receiver. Miles Sanders is on the roster. Uh Uh-huh. Hayden Hurst. These are all free agents. Or players that were acquired from other teams. Just to try to put some veteran presence around Bryce Young. It is not a roster that's built to compete in 2023. But Amir Smith-Marset had a pretty cool moment. And returned a punch 79 yards for a touchdown
4: it was great got the ball in my hands um my blockers did a tremendous job selling eight guys off I was able to make one cut and then just hit the gas and um you know get past everybody and not get attacked by the punter.
0: I hope your expectations weren't too high for this one because it was a battle between two teams well they got a recent history right because the Panthers traded with the Bears to grab the overall number one pick going back to April, May. And in doing so, gave up their number one pick, not just this year, they swapped picks, but also next year. And so as much as the talk around these two teams with tough first halves is about competing for the 24 top draft pick, the Bears actually get theirs and the Panthers next year. Could you imagine if they had two in the top five? And right now, that's what it looks like. On Twitter, A Law Radio, on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Within the next 15 minutes, we'll have the game of the week poll up. We don't want to bombard you. We also have a Hall of Flame induction coming up on this edition of the show. It's a good space. It's a good space to be able to work it in. We haven't done one in a while. We've got four Howell-worthy candidates. (laughs) You'll understand when we get there. This was a lot of punting with Tyson Bagent and Bryce Young. But I will say it's pretty impressive that there were no turnovers. How about that? In a game with these two rookie quarterbacks starting one of whom was never going to see the field unless, of course, Justin Fields was unavailable, which is exactly what happened. Tyson Bajent making a handful of starts now, and I will say this for him, along the Josh Dobbs line of thinking, he's aggressive, he's confident in himself, he's fearless, he got nothing to lose. He's going to go out there and play football and make the most of this. Because this was never supposed to happen. From the category, if you can't make this stuff up, this was never supposed to happen. For an undrafted Division II quarterback whose dad is a world champion arm wrestler. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Anyway, I love the Tyson Bajan story. I really do. But these two teams, we're talking about some fairly anemic offense. Between them... 33 first downs. That's between them. Uh, Bears found some momentum, I guess. No, they did. They found a little momentum. The issue, of course, was getting into the end zone. Uh, these two teams could move between the 40s or even the 30s, but it was a lot of field goals. They couldn't quite get into the red zone much even. There were only a, a three appearances in the red zone between them. So, yeah, it was just a really plodding offense so there was a lot of motion a lot of time off the clock and they'd go nowhere <laughs> their their drives be 15 plays for 3 yards or something along those lines it was it was stuck they were mired i know i'm exaggerating but you get the point however the panthers had a touchdown one just a single touchdown and so did the bears
5: Second down and goal at the four-yard line. Bajian with a back to his right. Mooney in motion. He hands off. Foreman twisting, diving into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown. Bears have the lead. 15-10 on a three-yard run, four-yard run by
0: the big hoss, Deontay Foreman against his old team. Number 21 is in the end zone. Jeff Joniak on Bears Radio middle of the third quarter. I'm trying to dress it up and make it very exciting. I'm sure it was exciting for anyone who had Deontay Foreman in fantasy. The Bears actually were over 100 yards rushing. And the Bears defense played extremely well. And like I said, every now and then you see a comfortable Bryce Young who knows what to do with the football. Fourth and two. Empty set from the 46-yard line.
5: Corbett stands up. Barking instructions. At his O line, Bears bring four. Young throws near side, caught by Sanders. He's got the first down in to Chicago territory, across the 45, out of bounds at the 43, with 154
0: left in the fourth. Anish Shroff on Panthers Radio. So this was the last ditch attempt by the Panthers. It was a drive that stretched five and a half minutes. 15 plays, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. 15 plays, five and a half minutes, and they go 50 yards. It's just stuck. They were slogging it out in the middle of the field. And while Frank Reich says he considered other options, and he recognizes that a 59-yard field goal is not a high percentage play, it was either that or go for it on 4th and 10, which... The Panthers' offense hadn't shown the propensity to convert 4th and 10s. So instead, they go for the 59-yarder with about a minute 45 to go. His career-long is 56.
5: 140 to go. Panthers have two timeouts, so if they don't make this, the Bears win it with a first down. Chance in the snap. Hecker puts it down. Pinero's kick is up. It's not going to get there. It's short. The kick is no good, and Chicago takes over near midfield. The Panthers still have two timeouts. There's 135 to go. And the only chance now for Carolina, you have to get Chicago off the field with a three and out. A first down ends the game.
0: Which they did not. Tyson Bajant actually completed uh, an eight-yard pass on third and seven. How about that? They didn't pass for five yards or six yards. They actually passed for eight yards on a third and seven. And so Bajan and the Bears offense able to run out the clock after that missed field goal. But yeah, the missed field goal comes at the end of a 15-play drive. And twice they converted on fourth down, but... Couldn't get any closer than a 59-yard field goal. So talk about wanting to bang your head against the wall if you're a Panthers fan. Uh, Bears defense was terrific. Add Montez Sweat to the mix. They give up barely 200 yards on this night.
3: I think as a, as a defense as a whole, especially the back end, they did a great job. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like the defense as a whole did a great job. I really thought that uh, we played some good complimentary football. Um, I really thought that the defense did a really good job of, of creating some short fields. Um, for our offense um, Most of the day and that was good. We capitalized on some of them. It was that kind of ga- kind of game uh, both defenses played well today and uh, We knew it was going to be a lot uh, some field goals there as the game went on and uh, I thought that overall um, You know, uh, we handled it well and uh, put ourselves in position to win the game
0: a win is a win is a win is a win. Whether you're the Bears and it's 16-13 or whether you're the Vikings and you've won five in a row or four or whatever it is, four in a row. Uh, so the the NFC is still wide open because there aren't nearly as many dominant teams and the divisions aren't as good as they were even a year ago. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The Tyson Bajant story continues, right, because – Justin Fields is still not healthy, can't grip the football. So right now, according to Matt Eberflus, Tyson's doing everything they've asked of him. And it's a nice story. It doesn't lend itself to great football, but it's still, it's cool to see him out there flying around by the seat of his pants.
2: Going out with a win is obviously fantastic, uh, you know, for, for the team. And um, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if this is it. you know, nothing really changes for me with, you know, the preparation, how I'm attack every week. Um, but, you know, Learned that it's really hard to win in the NFL. So appreciate all all the wins and um, just really, I appreciate the team, you know, staff and player included. They've all rallied behind me extremely well and, you know, always, you know, I never had a doubt for a second that they all had my back.
0: Mm, Love that because he's living a dream. So you take nothing for granted. You milk every last ounce of opportunity you can out of it, maybe at some point based on how the NFL is going with its quarterbacks, you end up with another job somewhere else. If it's not in Chicago, somewhere else. But Justin Fields has had a hard time staying healthy. And there's a lot of uh, talk now already that if the Bears have two picks in the top five, they may select another quarterback which is crazy because Justin Fields is extremely talented, but they can't seem to put him in the right positions to succeed, and he keeps getting hurt. Whether freak injuries or not, he keeps getting hurt. Now, coming up next, you'll hear from the highly touted draft pick that the Panthers moved up to get. That's Bryce Young, and right now, he and the Panthers' offense are at a bit of a loss, and so they remain the team with just, well, a team with just one win They do have company, though, because the Cardinals also have a single win. I'm not a huge fan of the race, quote-unquote, for the overall number one draft pick. But in the case of Carolina, it doesn't really do them any good because it's not theirs. Uh, So...
1: That's the worst-case scenario. Yeah, it
0: doesn't do them any good to to, to tank, quote-unquote. And they would not be tanking, not with Bryce Young, not with Frank Reich. They wouldn't be tanking. These guys are all playing for jobs because it's
1: – Yeah, they just stink.
0: It's not a collection of the misfit toys because that's not really fair. But it is a bunch of guys, especially on the offense, so not on the defense. They actually played well. But the offensive side of the ball, it's a bunch of guys that were either cast-offs or were – number two, number three, maybe even not in the top three in terms of skill players on their former teams, right? So it's a bunch of – it's a collection of of uh, veteran free agents in some cases, veteran players.
1: Let's be fair. This is a mess.
0: It it is, and and I'm not piling on. It's
1: a mess because it's unfortunate. I actually kind of feel bad for Frank Reich in this situation. Like, it seems the entire – Carolina, the way they're going with their franchise is just a complete and total mess. Well,
0: but he deserves some time. I don't Last know if he's going to get. Panthers it. traded away both Christian McCaffrey and oh, um, shoot, who's the receiver? Robbie DJ Moore. Uh, well, DJ it, Moore with, with the, the with, with the, the trade, Bears, but right. Robbie Anderson too. Wow.
1: Yeah. I, I, look, I, I don't think Frank Reich is going to get much of a leash. I don't, and I think well, Tepper. That's ridiculous. I think he's going to be very, very impatient, and I also think. He's the reason why Bryce Young is in Carolina, and I think Frank Reich is having a hard time adjusting, and that's a problem. That's why I think this whole thing is just rudderless because I think you've got an owner that's impatient who put his hands on it to make the quarterback there with the coach that didn't want him, and it's just a situation where everyone's going to struggle and it's just going to be a constant flux. That's a problem when you got a franchise, when you got an owner that's got their fingerprints a little too much and they're not letting who they have in charge – do what they're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, Frank Reich is a good coach, and if they give him some time, he'll get the right pieces around. There was the the report out there that he preferred C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young and that David Tepper wanted Bryce Young. Right. Um, and so they moved up to get him, which was huge, um, but now they're going to have to let yeah, uh, they're going to have to let Frank coach him because constant change. If they're going to keep turning this over, change how many quarterbacks. I'll go back and count how many quarterbacks they've had uh, since Tepper took over. And and not to mention how many co- coaches they've had uh, in the past. Well, since Ron Rivera. Constant right?
1: upheaval is not good right, for. No.
0: Constant change equals constant losing. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, again, that's, you know, we, we talk about these buzzwords with culture and all that. But you can't constantly revolve the door and think that everything is uh, going to be okay. And right now, it's a revolving door. And I don't think it's it going to change. Change. I really, truly don't because I don't think Frank Reich, he doesn't strike me as um, happy. He looks like a guy who's almost like on the sideline. It's 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 walking dead. There's not a good feel right now Poor with Frank. Carolina. And I again, he's going to be the one that's going to take the fall for this. And some of it is on his shoulders because he's not adjusting. He's not adapting and they're not getting better. They're getting worse. That's a problem. Bryce Young is not showing what he should be at the, at the top overall pick. But I think it's a bad marriage that was forced. And I don't think either one of them wanted. it. And I think the owner is going to win because it doesn't matter if he's wrong.
0: Well, He just moves on. Again, if he fires Frank Reich and starts all over again, he's just going to keep himself in the same position. There'll be no continuity. All right, on Twitter, 8 Law Radio, or our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, why? Because the Game of the Week poll is already up. So we'll hear from the Panthers. Bryce Young sounds really frustrated, but also just sounds like he's carrying this all on his shoulders. Uh, So you'll hear from him. Uh, We'll also talk about the games of the week. And then top of the hour, we'll dive right into some preview. Also, we've got the Hall of Flame candidates for the first time about 40 minutes from now.
5: You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
0: surprised that you showed up because now that you're one of the sexiest men alive we thought you would just audible out of this introduction
1: Own it. yeah you know I, listen i don't know
5: how this all happened but it's honestly just another day my wife
0: tells right. me all the
5: time
1: i'm the
3: sexiest <laughs> man in the world
5: so i've been wondering what's been taking so long
1: for this nomination to happen um so yeah no it's a it's been a whirlwind it's been fun um it's it's a win for plus size bearded men all of yes the baby
5: <laughs> This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
0: The voice at the end there is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Carissa Thompson, the one doing the questioning there of Jason Kelsey, who was on the Amazon Prime set before the game. And he had put it out there on social that he was going to be a guest of Amazon Prime in Chicago for Thursday Night Football. Uh, Eagles are on bye this week, so he can do what he likes uh, and the Chiefs, too, are also on a bye, correct? Uh, so I think because that's the chatter around the other Kelsey brother, uh, the fact that he is spending potentially his bye in Argentina. I'll give you one guess as to why. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So later, Jason, he and he was nominated for Sexiest Man Alive. I think, he, in fact, he's in the magazine or he's on the website whichever one i don't think he won it but he's at least in the running or he was one of the nominees i guess anyway they they throw up his picture on the broadcast he looks real good uh, if you love, I don't think he's overweight. He's he's obviously stocky and thick. He has to be because he leads the push-tush. I mean the tush. <laughs> the push-the-tush. <laughs> They're pushing his tush, actually. And that's what's happening. How do you? If you're Jason Kelsey, you have to be comfortable with yourself to have people pushing your tush. Anyway, so yeah, Jason was later in the booth with Al and Kirk, and they showed the photo. And he's like, oh, man, they make me look really good. <laughs> anyway, they did ask him. Al did attempt to ask him about his brother and the brouhaha around Travis and Taylor Swift. And he said, he said, Travis has been really good about this. He tells me, I don't want you to know where I am so that you can't be questioned. It's like they've committed a crime and they want culpability. Isn't that funny? Anyway, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but... Al pressed him about where is your brother on his bye. And Jason said, I honestly haven't talked to him. I don't know where he is. But don't they do a podcast together every week? So they do. Yeah. I mean, they talk at least once a week. And according to the brothers, they talk all the time. So he he pled the fifth. He had no idea where Travis was. He goes multiple times. He'll pop up somewhere soon enough. You gotta fight for your right to party! <laughs> it's after hours with Amy Lawrence. On CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I think Jason Kelsey and the punt return touchdown were the most entertaining elements of Thursday night football. But yes, there is this question of the Panthers and whether or not they have any forward momentum. And Frank Reich is a former QB himself, but he's trying to figure out how to get this offense out of neutral or really out of reverse. We're not
5: scoring points on offense. We got to be better. I believe we will be better. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how I feel. And listen, this is, you know, it, when we say, I don't think we have any unrealistic expectations that, you know, it's not like we're saying, um, we've talked about this before, scoring's down. We just got to figure out, to play well enough to win football games. That's really what I'm concerned about is winning. Um, I'm not worried about how many yards or what the stats are. I'm concerned about playing winning football. We're all frustrated. It's
2: frustrating situation to be in. It's not who, not who we are, not who we want to be, but that's what the we are. We put on tape. We already put in the field, and we have to be better as a unit. We we can't put out. We we can't have performances like that. We can't. We're better than that. We can't put that on film. So yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Um but ultimately, again, frustrated or not, it's not going to help you next week. So we got to be able to use that, turn it into something, channel it, and, and find a way.
0: He really was at a loss for words. He said multiple times. It starts with me. It starts with me. It's got to start with me. I got to be better. It's got to start with me. Uh, This is a new situation for Bryce Young as well. And we know a lot of times top draft picks get selected by really bad teams. Every now and then they catch lightning in a bottle. I mean, think about the Chiefs who moved up to grab Patrick Mahomes and how that has been brilliant ever since. The fact that he was still available when they drafted him was pretty incredible. But you know what? The Bears got Justin Fields, and they thought they'd selected the next big thing. Uh, And he's a very talented quarterback, a very talented athlete, but why doesn't it work? And right now, that's the question in Carolina. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.
1: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
3: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball.